0: A grand and glorious good afternoon to all you in the best little city in America and surrounding areas. Thank you for joining the Patrick Lally Show today. We'll spend the next couple hours engaged in energetic and entertaining conversation on news and politics, business and economics, sports and recreation. Uber producer Dan Peters is here to keep you updated on the latest news and weather. Thanks for spending some of your time with us today through your radio on information 1000 streamed live at kso.com or on the kso mobile app now available on all the platforms your apple types your uh, your uh, uh, android types all of that sort of fancy stuff you can listen live to the program there get news updates from the staff here at kso remember you can always follow along with the show on facebook live or on our twitter account at pally show where Dan keeps everybody up to date with uh, links and all the good stuff. Uh, just little little uh, updates and briefs throughout the show. Uh, so, Dan, uh, did you get chance to? Uh, did you get to? Did you get spend some time with the uh, the big the big game? I would say maybe about a half an hour. Oh man, kids! So what happened, kids? No choice. Real? Oh, you just didn't do it? Did no. you? Was there NASCAR on or something?
1: No, I was baking a cake. <laughs>
0: Nice. What kind of cake?
1: It was a lemon pound cake.
0: Ooh, did you bring some?
1: No, I did not. Would you like some? Uh,
0: yeah. All right then. <laughs>
1: Looks like tomorrow it's cake for everybody. Let them eat
0: cake. Lemon pound cake time. I actually had one of the best Super Bowls that I've ever had, I think. Um, you know, not so much because of the game, which, you know, the game was it was fun. I enjoyed watching, uh, but because of the company. I you know, I've been to big Super Bowl parties. I've, I've had little Super Bowl gatherings, you know, just basically me, party of one. Um, but I, had, uh, I got together with uh, some of my really good friends over during the game, and it was just the right crowd. Uh, in fact, three-fifths, fully three-fifths of the regular Weird Friends cast was on hand for the game. And I tell you, there's a reason I have those people on the show, because they were funny and adroit, as always, uh, very observant. And beyond those characters, they're the assembled, uh, even people that aren't on my show. These are the the people who inspire me uh, on a regular basis, who I steal most of my material from, to be quite honest. Material. You know, but you don't hear them on the air, but they're they're really part of my world. And it's uh, really great to get together with them all in one place. It doesn't happen that often. There's nothing better than for me than times like that. You know, just very relaxed, uh, you know, and it's the, the thing is, it's just an ongoing commentary on the game and the commercials and the halftime show. That's more fun to me. Than you know, really watching the game, and I watched the game. We watch the game very closely, but it's that it's that com it's that mystery science theater three thousand kind of uh, approach to uh, watching sports and television that really is enjoyable for me. Um, I should record them, Dan. You know what I mean? I should record them and then excerpt it, redact it. You might not have the context, but
1: mm. and um, there'd probably be have to be some censoring too yeah
0: that's what i'm saying there'd be some redaction some heavy level cia type redaction
1: on that. censoring
0: (laughs) i mean i think everybody probably has collections of friends like this you know that you can when you do get the chance to get together it's just there's a there's a there's no pretension you know what i mean everybody's just themselves and when you can get that kind of collection of people together it's really fun I, i you kind of forget about that um if you don't have you know friends like that, you got to go find some, or family. I mean, it can be family, you know. As as long as you're not trying to, you got nothing to prove, you know. You can just sit there the whole time and listen, and you don't have to say anything. You don't owe anybody anything, you know. All your grievances have been aired. <laughs> there's there's nothing left. Yeah. Uh, all the moles are uncovered. Yes, exactly. And I was just reminded of that, sitting there, uh, watching the game, and uh, I. I ate seven layer dip like my life depended on it. You know, I ate a lot of seven layer dip with doritos. I'm not going to lie to you people. It was not it was not a pretty sight.
1: And it didn't even affect your vegetarian January tendencies, did no,
0: it? No, I'm still on a roll. I'm st- I'm still on vegetarian January, even though it's February 5th. It was a uh, it was beans, guac, sour cream, cheese, uh black olives, all the good stuff. You put all that together, I don't care what you're putting it on. It's going to be good. Well, I ate about a, I ate about a, a, a quarter of that and uh, had just a great time laughing and laughing. And, you know, that crowd, that kind of thing is not for everybody. You know, you could bring other people in. It wouldn't be the same for them. Um, and there are a few other people uh, that I would have liked to have been there. But, you know, I at this point in your life, when you're, or well, you're a man of a certain age, these opportunities are just wonderful. And that's what I loved about this game more than anything. Um, You know, they all know each other, and they have for many, many years. And, you know, just a fabulous game. And then, of course, <laughs> Tom Brady fumbled the ball. <laughs> that was awesome. That was just awesome.
1: The and only defensive play of the game for know, crying out loud! I
0: know, and I have a really dear, dear friend who was there, who's a Patriots fan, but I try, you know, I, I did want the Eagles to win. I just couldn't take another Patriots situation, and I, I apologized in advance for everything I was going to say. And he was, he was good with it because he's had a pretty good run. My friend George, he's had a pretty, pretty good run of uh, Super Bowl Sunday, so you know, not a tear was shed for him, but I felt a little bad a little bad, Uh, you know, but you know, these are the people who have supported me and sustained me through all the good times and a few of the bad. And uh, I only hope that one day I can return the favor. And the more sporting events I get like that, you know, the masters is coming up and, you know, it can be very much the same thing. So thank you guys for that. Thanks for the day, fellas. Let's do it again real soon. We've got a great show for you today. Our guests include Jody Schwan. She is founder of Sioux Falls.business, and we like to have Jody in from time to time because she knows more about business and development, retail, restaurants, all of that, than anybody I know, bar none. There, there, there is no better source for this type of information. Across, There might be somebody who knows more about than Jody about one segment, sure, but across the board, in Sioux Falls business and economics and and development, nobody. She's the best. She'll be in the second hour. Uh, Scott Hudson's pinch-hitting for the boon man today for Weird Friends. And uh, uh, I'm sure he'll have some impressions of the big event yesterday. Uh, and the, and the, also, hey, this is uh, the kickoff of our new feature here on the Patrick Lally Show, Blogger Showcase. Blogger Showcase. Today's guest will be Corey Heidelberger of dakotafreepress.com up there in Aberdeen. He is one that pays a lot of attention to the legislature. So we're going to talk to Corey a little bit. Uh, and he, he's not the only one. Corey's been on the show before. He's a lefty. He's a left leaner. And uh, we also have Pat Powers going to be in later this week. And I'll talk a little bit about that later in the show. And I will have a P&L statement just after the break. Uh, today's topic, I, I, I can't get away from the memo. I, I'm going to talk about the memo a little bit little bit so if you had enough memo news just hang it so don't don't go tune into some other program just hang with me all right hang with me i got some other stuff for you that's coming up next on the patrick lally show information 1000 kso 319 on the patrick lally show information 1000 KSOO.
1: they want
0: love everybody wants to be to free. Oh yeah back on a Monday for another PL statement after a long weekend of news there was some news out there wasn't there? Oh, man. So I think that I got to mention the breaking news here, which is the stock market that I'm sure you're all paying attention to, as am I, because, you yeah, know, my retirement and all that. Uh, so the Dow lost 1,100 points today, 1,150 to be exact. That's a lot. It's largest single point, single day point drop, according to the Associated Press. Um, you know, it's all about inflation. And And I've been, we've been talking about this on this show in terms of economics for a while. And, and yeah, it's going to relate to Donald Trump here because, you know, the man's been taking credit for all the the surge in the stock market. Yeah. I haven't heard anything from him yet today, but we've, we've lost a lot, but that stocks, all right, they go up, they go down. And what's sparking this, according to the reports, uh, is fear about inflation Uh, you know what's funny I see all kinds of different reports on the number that the the Dow Jones was actually down I just in Twitter feeds I'm seeing 1150 I'm seeing 1500 I'm seeing 600 I'm gonna go with the Associated Press here and uh, go with 1150 um, and uh, figure out what that final number was when we get our market close report later in the show but it's a lot and you know It's inflation. That's the fear, right? Because if you have an overheated economy, then, which we aren't at yet, but if you get an overheated economy, then inflation goes up because there's pressures from all sides, including wages, and then you start to devalue the dollar and all kinds of things happen that aren't good um, when you put it all together and it can get out of hand. A little inflation is not a horrible thing. A lot of inflation is not good. And you're going to see higher interest rates from the Fed to try and control it because right now we can't, We if there is a uh, slowdown in the economy, there's nothing you can do to stimulate it because interest rates are already so low. So you can't lower interest rates to stimulate the economy when they're at zero, basically. So that's why you've seen the Fed increase them. So um, in the end, the president doesn't have anything to do with that. He should have quit taking credit for it a long time ago because now he's going to be Trying to run from it. Well, that's this is the way it works. This is economics. Leave that to the economists, okay? And the people that manage these things. Um, we all watch. We get to we get to see what happens. But it's real world now, and don't you know you got to be careful. Uh, you can't just make arbitrary decisions and arbitrary claims and hope that it's going to work out for the best based on some magic. Um, in sports, you know, we talked about the big game, but there was another huge, huge in my world, huge in my world, and in Belgium, um, sporting event over the weekend: the Cyclocross Worlds. And for the uh, for the friends of mine out there who pay attention to cycling, uh, you probably already know that Wout van Aert from Belgium uh, won his third consecutive World Championship in Cyclocross. Uh, the race was over there in the Netherlands. Everybody thought Matthew van der Poel from the Dutch rider was gonna gonna win this year and, and claim his fourth, but it because he's dominant all year, but Woot pulled it out. He was a runner, he was just a better runner. I I think Matthew was wearing the wrong shoes, but there you go. Michael Ventarnout, another Belgium, came in second, and Matthew ended up third to claim at least one spot for the Dutch. So there you go. That's your that's your cyclocross update for the season. Season's over. Okay, now we start gearing up for next fall. World Cup in Waterloo, Wisconsin by Madison, and then a week later, the World Cup in Iowa City. So it's coming. Good stuff, man. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the president, though. So today, uh, Trump, of course, the big uh, memo came out last Friday from the House Intelligence Committee and uh, the Republican version of it and was uh, dissected over the weekend, um, you know, Are there any revelations in there? I don't, I I mean, I, not really, you know, if some of these things are true, there are issues with some FBI agents. Okay. But the fact of the matter is, is, that FISA warrant was supported by other documentation, including Mr. Papadopoulos. You remember him? Papadopoulos, the guy with the big mouth. Bragging to an Australian who called the FBI or called the State Department, at least, who passed it on to the FBI. There's other evidence to support the FISA. So that that doesn't seem to be going to hold water. And if you believe that the FBI, the Justice Department and a federal judge are all in cahoots to try and take down. I'm not buying it, man. This was surveillance of Carter Page. How far it goes, we don't, I mean, we still don't know. And in most cases, if if this was just Carter Page, you know, it's not that, it wouldn't be that big a story. But of course, it's not. And the president has to lash out and lash out and lash out. If he would just shut up, he would do himself a huge favor. But making fun of Adam Schiff and calling him little Adam Schiff and all that, I mean, we've seen this drill before, man. This is serious. Shut up! Unless you're going to actually answer questions about what you knew and when you knew it, shut up! Trump called Schiff one of the biggest liars and leakers in Washington, He's adding that he must be stopped. I'm seeing some reports now of a speech in Cincinnati where he's calling the Democrats treasonous. Shut up! Let's find out what the facts are. Let's find out what the truth is. Let Mueller do his investigation. Ryan says let Mueller do his investigation. Trey Gowdy says this doesn't affect the Mueller investigation. The only person that thinks that this vindicates Trump is Donald Trump. So shut up. Let him do his work. Let's get to the bottom of it. And if there's people in the FBI who are rogue and violated civil rights, let's get to that. I want to know that. We all want to know that. But what I really want to know is the degree to which the Russian government affects our elections. I want to know that before we go to the polls again. I want to know what they did, and I want to know how they did it. That's all. And the degree to which the president or members of his administration or his lackeys in the Trumposphere, who see nothing But a political prism, a Republican and Democrat divide, you should shut up too. I'm worried about our election system. I'm worried about the integrity of our election system. I'm worried about the health and well-being of our democracy and our republic. That's what I'm worried about. I don't care what Donald Trump thinks of Adam Schiff. Or how tall he is. Shut up and let the man do his work. Mr. Robert Mueller III, special prosecutor into the Russian interference in our elections. The rest of it is chaff. That's the PL. The bottom line on the PL statement for today agree or disagree with me, you can drop me an email. Patrick at KSO.com. You can follow us on Twitter and talk with us there at P Lally show. I always love to hear from you always, always. And you can follow us on Facebook live as well during the show and chat there coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters. We're going to talk with Scott Hudson. We, uh, we witnessed the big event yesterday together, the big Super Bowl, And I'm sure, I'm sure Mr. Hudson has some insights for us on the events That's all coming up on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 336 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And I welcome into the studio via the telephone lines Mr. Scott Hudson for Weird Friends, and I have to explain, Scott, normally I would play the ledge to bring in... Yeah, I was going,
2: what's what's happening here? Well,
0: uh, as you know, I uh, had to make a quick uh, adjustment to the schedule because of an emergency situation for the Boon Man. He was suddenly an undet- un, uh, uh, unable to get away. So he's, Well, he's
2: one of the 13.9 million people who didn't... Uh, who, who didn't do their duties on the Monday after the Super Bowl.
0: And he went to work? <laughs> that's, that's right. So uh, that, that, that's a normal Monday tune. So you didn't get your normal okay. walk-up music. But that's okay. That's okay. You know, That's fine. Uh, that's a little Floggin' Molly, Devil's Dance Floor. I love that song. And we're getting closer to St. Patrick's Day. You're going to be hearing more and more of that. So uh, full disclosure, you and I were fortunate enough to spend yesterday uh, evening together watching the Super Bowl. And, yes, uh, in
2: fact, most. Of, I mean, we kind of had a weird friends uh, convention. Yeah,
0: three fifths. It was three fifths of the weird friends were in yeah. attendance. <laughs> if I didn't know when it was going to be, kind of scary. Many. Yeah, it it <laughs> was. We could have had a meeting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we kind of did. Uh, so, uh, now, upon reflection, um, first I'm going to ask you, uh, give me your unabashed. So there, you you were tweeting all week about. This whole Prince thing and the hologram yeah. and and Justin well, Timberlake, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, last couple of days. So in the end, they like hung up a sheet and like played some excerpts of a Super Bowl appearance by Prince. Was that as bad as it looked to me?
2: Um, I thought it was horrible. I thought the whole Timberlake thing was horrible. To be honest with you, I, I it 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 just to me felt like a typical lip sync video of his. And I, I have no, idea. I wasn't paying close enough attention to see if it was actually singing or not, but it just had that feel. Of, I mean, there wasn't a live instrument to be found on, no. on that, on that field. And I always have an issue with that. You know, why have 50 tuba players on the field? If it's yeah. none of them are going to play, I have
0: never seen that many, uh, really, really nice, uh, clearly brand new brass sousaphones in my life
2: yeah 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 i mean i I was timberlake is a likable guy i understand why he's popular but i'll be honest i couldn't tell the difference from song to song and as soon as each song was done i was finished i I forgot it immediately
0: (laughs) well and as you were mentioning about people not playing there it was it was just a big choreographed dance party and you know i suppose that's fine i suppose that's fine
2: Right, these things aren't uh, put together for you and I.
0: Yeah, I know, I know, but that doesn't mean we can't make fun of them.
2: <laughs> but but I was I mean earlier in the day I was going through YouTube I, I played the you know for myself I played the Prince performance I played the Tom Petty one I you know about I looked that. Uh, looked at the U2 one a little bit I mean there used to be rock and roll at the Super Bowl but not anymore.
0: No, that was awful, and. The, the one that drove me the most nuts is they got, like, this marching band out there, you know, with the tubas and all that. And there's a guy with a trombone acting like he's playing it. Well, he's not even moving the slide. Okay, if you're going to act like you're playing a trombone, at least act like you're playing a trombone. I mean, come on, man.
2: And apparently those were real, uh, real players. They were the University of Minnesota marching band. You're kidding me. That's what I read today.
0: They're pretty good dancers for being the University of Minnesota. I've well, been in a lot of marching bands, and
2: yeah, woo-hoo. I mean, it, it might not have been those per se, but at oh. some point, they were part of the thing.
0: I, there were a lot of them out there. Who knows? That was nuts. Yeah, and
2: I also have a problem with the whole uh, fake audience. Yeah, you know that are paid to wear those those god awful uh, colorful costumes and act like they're the biggest fans of the act. When really they're being paid probably 50 bucks to stand there and jump up and down like a moron.
0: (laughs) Here's the other thing. And I mean, not to, but it was horrible. And the, uh, what, I'm going to sound like, I'm, I'm, this sounds bad. I'm going to sound like a 16 year old girl here, but what the hell was he wearing? I mean, (laughs) he looked like he was a, a refugee from Shields. I saw a great meme today
2: that had on the top of it was him in that weird outfit. And the bottom of it, who was that painter with the big, flat? you know, the big afro?
0: Oh, yeah, Bob uh, Bob from... That, uh, that
2: drew the outdoor yep, scene? Yep, from public it was TV. It a picture of him basically drawing that same thing <laughs> at
0: the it was, it was Bob drawing uh, uh, Justin Timberlake, or was it Justin Timberlake drawing his own... Uh, his Bob own drawing, Ross. Bob, <laughs> Bob Ross, there it is. Oh, my God, that was... Because it was camo pants. I mean, everybody saw it. Camouflage pants, which is fine. I know it's a fashion thing. But then like this uh, shirt that, honest to God, I'm pretty sure you can buy it at Shields. Nothing against Shields, all right? Nothing against Shields.
2: No, I, I think it has to do with his new record, which apparently, you know, he's trying to ha- even though he didn't show it in his performance last night because they're all dancing little songs, um, this new record, is supposed to show this more rootsy, side of him that chris stapleton plays on a song or two Oh um, my God! yeah yeah it, you know talk about fake country
0: are we <laughs> yeah are we supposed to believe that uh justin timberlake is gonna you know leave minneapolis there and like go elk hunting or something i don't <laughs> i'm not buying that he's gonna go sit down in a duck blind no <laughs> this time of year it'd be like snow geese i guess it's not duck season but oh uh, yeah, it was it just was hard to look at
2: yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. But other than that, I thought it was a perfect night last
0: night. Yeah, we had fun. Other than, I mean, and actually that's okay because then you can make fun of Justin Timberlake.
2: Oh yeah, I mean it wasn't I mean there were a couple there've been a couple times that I've been like physically angry at these halftime <laughs> things. I mean last night we all just kind of pointed and laughed. Yeah, <laughs>
0: well, that was true of a lot of the game. But it was it really was fun and a uh, great game. Great game. Yeah, but
2: did you hear though that today and I actually watched this play again just to verify that's the case. That, the 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 Foles touchdown mm-hmm. that should have been a penalty. Um, the wide receiver to the to the right of him was should have been up at the line and he wasn't. Oh really? So it was an illegal formation. Oh yes,
0: that's even better. <laughs> that's awesome. This the beauty of the beauty of Foles catching that pass and Brady missing it though. Oh Nothing. god, yes. It yeah, I just I, couldn't have been any better than that.
2: Yeah, I, Foles. Cole's uh, receiving record is one for one. Brady is zero for one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I heard. Uh, I also heard another interesting stat. This is and it was a good game. It was a really good game. That there were more uh, uh, quarterbacks receiving passes in that game than there were punts.
2: Yeah, there wasn't any punts, was there? There was a lot of missed kicks, but there wasn't any punts.
0: Yeah, there there were a lot of missed kicks. There was
2: I. You know that I noted when when. The Patriots got the ball back with 220 or whatever it was left. They hadn't had the ball three times earlier in that entire half, and they had scored a touchdown each time, which is why everybody in the world thought, yeah, we we know the script.
0: I know, and then they just kind of weenied it. Yeah. That was awesome. I, I don't know why I'm enjoying it so much, but as I reflect upon it, I really enjoyed seeing the Patriots lose.
2: Yeah, I mean, in some respects, I'm like Hornizer, where he goes, you know, the history of it mm-hmm. makes it kind of something cool to watch. Uh, but at the same time, it, it is kind of fun to watch the the chosen one, as they like to call him,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, not do well.
0: We also got to make fun of Chris Collingworth all night, which is just...
2: Oh, that's so easy. That's
0: just fodder. It's just one after another, so...
2: Yeah, at one point, at towards the end of the game, he goes, you know, this game is... It's may it may even be better than Justin Timberlake. Oh. I just went, well. That's a pretty low bar. No,
0: yeah, that's <laughs> don't. It's such a it's just such a TV show, and it and I know that you know, but I I just feel like the NFL is. I, I've been a part of it. I've spent a lot of time watching football, and I've enjoyed it. But it just does feel like with everything that's going on, it's maybe on the decline. You know.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we're going to definitely, as the CTE stuff becomes more and more mm-hmm. known. Um,
0: yeah, because there was a guy last night who just got cold-cocked, uh, the receiver for the Patriots, Crook or Cook or whatever his yeah, name is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it wasn't the guy who hit him's fault, really. He just, the guy just turned into him, and he's done. He's out, gone. Yeah. And that, I, he just, he looked dead for a minute.
2: Yeah, I mean they're bigger and they're faster and even when they're not really trying, they're hitting harder than ever. Ugh.
0: Yeah, well, bring on golf, right? Master no. Sunday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's not your... That's you guys' thing, not mine. <laughs> That's
0: right. So we'll see you next fall, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. Uh Scott Hudson, in for weird friends. Uh Scott, well I hope I get to see you soon.
2: Oh, you know, you never know when I'll pop up.
0: That's true. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. All right. Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, um, we're going to introduce our new feature, uh, Blogger Showcase, and I want to tell you a little bit about that and why we're doing it and what you can expect. That's next on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 350 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO and uh just a note before i get going here i forgot to plug scott's tonight's the big kickoff of the uh big brother gossip show or kickoff of big brother i think they dropped that podcast tonight big brother gossip show on uh get it wherever you get your podcasts A little rich show there, lamb on the prairie. Hey, I, I mentioned that uh, we've got a new uh, segment coming up, new feature on the show, and that's going to happen right after the news and weather at the top of the hour, and that is our Blogger Showcase. We're kicking off this week with Corey Heidelberger of Dakota Free Press, and if any of you folks know Corey's blog, you know he's a he's a lefty. He's a left-leaning dude, and uh, but I want to let you know what we're going to try and do is work. Um, some state bloggers in on occasion. Well, more than on occasion, a couple of week for uh, quick segments on what's going on in the world, in this world of South Dakota, particularly with the legislature going on and politics coming up with all the campaigns and everything. And you know, the thing I enjoy most about hosting this program is when the give and take with the guest is lively and interesting and funny, when it connects to the lives, our lives here in the best little city in America, and the issues we all face in South Dakota. Um, You know, I've been a blog reader for a long time. Obviously, I was a a political journalist for a long time, and blogs have been big in politics for a long time now. Going back to the, man, I think the 2002 campaign, but certainly the 2004 campaign for Senate. Um, And, you know, we have uh, uh, Scott Erisman on this program quite often, who is a local blogger. Uh, I like bringing Scott in because uh, he's engaged in local government politics, and there's a lot going on there. So this is really something different. Um, there are others out there, uh, particularly when it comes to state politics. So I've reached out to Corey and Pat powers from the Dakota war college blog, and they've both agreed to be weekly guests on the program when we can, when it fits with the schedules, you know, if there's a conflict, then we won't be able to do it. But for a lot of, I'm going to try and have Corey on today and, uh, most Mondays and Pat on Wednesdays at four. Um, I hope if the schedules work out is to have them on every week. Uh, just the one segment, bam, 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 hit a few topics and move on, but I like these guys because they do pay attention, yep they got a, they both got axes to grind, they both got uh you know bosses to feed, <laughs> so to speak, but uh ultimately they 're both their own boss and and uh, we know who they are and what they bring to the table um, that doesn 't mean i don 't want to have other bloggers on I, I do uh i there's a few of them out there that I have had contact with a couple. Um, But I have a few conditions, and I hope to bring on more people because if you're willing to write your opinions and they're well thought out and they're supported and you want to talk about it, let's do it. And that's what it's all about. But I only have a few conditions. Uh, You can't be anonymous or uh, use pseudonyms. I'm not doing that. These guys both use their real names. They have to write on a regular basis, um, and I have to be interested in what they say because if I'm not, then there's no conversation to be had. Um, as I said, there's a couple others out there. If, if you know somebody, if I've missed somebody that I just don't realize is blogging and you think it'd be an interesting guest on this program, shoot me an email, Patrick at KSO.com, you know, share it to our Twitter feed at P show, however you want to do it. Um, you know, let me know, but these are just, they're interesting people who are pay attention to the news and I love that. So we're going to have Corey on today, uh, at about four o five, and then, uh, Pat powers on Wednesday, same time slot. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, I encourage you to follow their work. Um, you know, I've never had a, a bias against bloggers or maintain. They're not really, um, journalists or anything like that. You're all, everybody's judged on their work and that's it. Um, if you lie to people, you're going to get called out for it. If you obfuscate facts, you're going to get called out for it. Uh, and that's fine. Um, these guys have their opinions. They come to it from different perspectives and they're going to further that perspective. Don't be afraid of that. Doesn't mean I can't ask them questions. Doesn't mean we can't have a conversation. It's going to be fun, man. Get on board. After the news and weather at the top of the hour with Mr. Dan Peters, we are going to talk with Corey Heidelberg. And then in the rest of the second hour, Jody Schwan from Sioux Falls.Business, the founder of Sioux Falls.Business, the person who knows more about business and development and retail and restaurants and Anybody else in this community? For my money, that's coming up on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO three fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Coming up on Saturday, Parrot Heads of the Prairie make a difference. 2018, that's from 6.30 to midnight at the downtown Hilton Garden Inn. A beach party featuring music from Tropical Rock Band, Rick Lamb and the Finn Addicts. Benefit for Horsepower, the Compass Center, and Sue Wheeler's. There will be a silent auction in raffle items. Tickets are $30. Bucks. Parrotheadsoftheprairie.com. The the Parrotheads are fabulous, people, and I commend them to you with my highest endorsement. Coming up next, we got Corey Heidelberger for our from Dakota Free Press for a blogger showcase, and Jody Schwann of Sioux Falls This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. 406 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. I usually play that song a little earlier in the show, but I thought this is appropriate for our new feature, the Blogger Showcase, with Corey Heidelberger of DakotaFreePress.com. A little clash, know your rights. Just a second, Corey. Oh, it's good. Corey Heidelberger, ladies and gentlemen, on the phone from the lovely confines of the city of Aberdeen. Corey, thanks for being here.
1: Hey, glad to be here. Still cleaning the icicles out of my whiskers, but I'm ready.
0: <laughs> is it nasty up there? Just
1: It's cold. It didn't snow like you guys got, but it's cold.
0: It's, isn't that always cold in Aberdeen? That's my understanding.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> so, Corey, um, this is, uh, as I've been telling people, this is kind of a little new feature we're going to do called uh, Blogger Showcase. It, uh, you're going to be on most Mondays in this time slot when we can make it work, and uh, we really appreciate that. I would say, first thing, if if people aren't familiar with your blog, it's uh, dakotafreepress.com, correct?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, dakotafreepress.com.
0: And what do you do on that blog, Corey?
1: I write as much as I can about mostly South Dakota politics, Um, especially like right now with the legislative session. Most of what I write is just trying to keep up with the bills that are going on, occasionally catching the debates, but really sometimes just a lot of looking at the bill itself, the text, and analyzing it trying to make sense of it figure out what impact it would have on south dakota
0: now you are a uh, a lefty uh very an, much so. an admitted lefty and uh you in fact did run for legislature at one point didn't you
1: yes just last last time around 2016 ran for senate up here and got beat bad
0: <laughs> are you in a uh, uh decidedly republican district there in aberdeen or how's that no, going
1: no that's the thing i mean you know south dakota is a decidedly republican district so mm-hmm. yes But in relative terms, Brown County has one of the smaller Republican to Democrat deficits uh in in the state you know we're not democrat registration is closer to republicans here than it is in most counties
0: yeah so you must be very proud um yeah what can i say (laughs) uh valiant effort that's the system right you
1: you, You bet well i'm a democrat and i'm bad at it too so we'll (laughs) see what we can do
0: you entered the arena um so kudos to you uh but this weekend was sort of uh we're getting i don't know if it was the first cracker barrel do you call them cracker barrels up there in aberdeen
1: What's you bet we call them cracker barrels, although they serve donuts,
0: you know. Oh, yeah. There haven't been many crackers in those things for a long time. Um, the, uh, uh, it's a, one of the first uh, opportunities for legislators to come home and sort of take comment. Um, and uh, uh, what's, what's your sense of uh, what's going on? What's, what's catching your ear in terms of controversy or just interest up there in Aberdeen?
1: Well, you know, in terms of the legislature itself, and I don't know about Aberdeen, but in terms of the legislature itself, one thing that's been interesting and challenging about this session so far is that there hasn't really been one defining theme to come out because they've got so many bills, uh, the governor didn't really set an agenda for himself. He's just kind of, well, let's just get out of here alive and not break the budget. (laughs) And so there's been room for lots of little issues to come up. Um, now, obviously, you know, the, the war on initiative and referendum that Mark Mickelson is leading, that's been maybe the biggest single issue going on. Yeah. Uh, but up here in Aberdeen, I can tell you that, the, you know, the non-meandered waters issue, since a lot of those waters are in northeastern South Dakota, that's, that's an issue that's on a lot of people's minds around here as well.
0: Yeah, you know, that's an interesting one. It's tough for me to get excited about it sometimes, but it just keeps going on and on and on. Tell me it's going to be yeah. over soon.
1: Right. Well, and you know, for those of us, like I grew up on Lake Herman, that's that's a regular lake. Yep. It's, it's a meandered lake, apparently, though it doesn't yep. wander anywhere. Yep. Um, you know, so for a lot of people, it's like, what are you talking about? I'm going to the river, I'm going to Lake Herman, no problem. But there are a lot of lakes, especially in Day County, a little to my east here in Clark County, and that kind of, like the Prairie Coteau, that, that mm-hmm. area here in eastern South Dakota, where there are a lot of new lakes that sprang up in the last 20, 30 years, there are a lot of farmers who, you know, have lost land to that flooded water. And there are a lot of sportsmen who like to go out and fish and hunt on those lakes. And so there are, there are a lot of people who get really worked up about whether or not they're going to have access to that new little lake off in, you know, off in the bush there. Yeah. So for, there are a lot of people who are deeply invested in this on both sides, landowners and sportsmen.
0: Yeah, it's hard to find an answer because, you yep. know, that's why it's been going on and on and on. And And that's
1: why I think looking at what's going on with the legislature, the big theme this year seems to be we had our special session that was just last summer. We've heard all the arguments. We're not hearing anything new. We're going to just leave this in place for three years or maybe longer and just see what happens and kind of work around the edges. I get the feeling the legislature doesn't want to work up a sweat trying to do something totally different they're going to settle for what the special session did last summer and just kind of see how it plays out over time
0: and i don't say this very often that seems reasonable right that seems fine let's just leave it there for a little while please
1: yeah try it see what happens you know, let people figure out what's going on and you know, take time to study the issue i think that's it it is reasonable
0: going back to this uh what you coined the war on initiative and referendum uh and i would tend to agree with you this is this is just a a concerted uh bold faced uh effort to uh, to uh, minimize the degree to which citizens in this state can suggest and influence policy. That's all I say it's just that's what it is, right?
1: oh yeah absolutely. And it's it's you know it's Mickelson and the Republican majority pressing an advantage that the citizens don't. There are seventeen bills tagged initiative and referendum in the Hopper and It's almost impossible for any regular citizen to track all 17 and, you know, go to testify against each one and shoot each one down. So, I mean, even if citizens succeed in knocking down half of them, you know, what do we do? Refer every one of them to a vote, try to petition them onto the ballot. It's just, you know, the Republicans are just going to pile more and more bureaucracy onto the system until it does become effectively impossible for grassroots citizens to put a measure to a vote, and that's what Republicans want, because they know <laughs> they know that when you know when you're voting on crazy candidates like me, guys with ours on their name will probably win. But when people vote policy and not and not candidates or party labels, South Dakotans the last three times around have tended to vote for a progressive agenda rather than the regressive Republican agenda. When we let them vote on policy, that's why Republicans are afraid of initiative and referendum.
0: We're talking with Corey Heidelberger. Uh, he is a blogger on uh, Dakota dot com up in Aberdeen. And we're talking about the legislature. Um, and I think that's exactly it. They lost on minimum wage. Um, wasn't the tobacco tax was an uh, initiated measure. Um, what was uh, IM 22, which they gutted. Uh, you know, it's not that the progressive candidate or the progressive policy always wins, but it's, it, it drives them crazy when it does.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's, it's perfectly objective and fair to say that progressive policies win at the ballot in South Dakota, you know, and, you know, abortion bans, losing, mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, to the the smoking ban, the indoor smoking ban. Yeah. Those are reasonably progressive policies. They win at the ballot more often than progressive candidates do in oh, South yeah. Dakota, just which, because of the party label, just right. because of the party label.
0: Um, and that brings me to another thing, which is also Mickelson. Um, And I'm not even going to go into the fact that he that they basically appointed a whole summer study to look at initiative and referendum with chaired by Emily Wanless from Augustana University, which I've had on the program. Perfectly reasonable discussion came up with some suggestions. Oh, that's fine. But we're going to have all these ourselves. So why do you even appoint the stupid summer study? Right.
1: Yeah, well, they needed some cover. You know, they, they wanted to look like, hey, we had a reasonable discussion. Isn't this nice? Now we're going to gut it anyway. We, we know how this cover works. And, and you know, Dr. Wanless, I, I went and testified out there. She did a fine job of trying to lead a good discussion about different proposals and this and that. But even so, you know, and my friend Reynolds Nesaba was on that panel, you know, there some good people there. But at the end of the day, you look at the, the 10 proposals that did come from that committee that went to the legislature. Five of them were straight up bad for initiative and referendum. And the rest, you know, there was nothing they did that substantively made it easier to do initiative and referendum wow. or open the process up for people. Basically, even the things that came out of that study, never mind the stuff Mark Mickelson is proposing, made it harder for people to have a voice in their government and that's sad that's that's really sad for those of us who trust in the wisdom of the people to govern their own state uh,
0: just briefly in the time we have left here uh you've been you're a thorn in the side of uh senator al Nostrup, right i mean that's i think fair so to, i get that impression um uh what's he doing he's got you all worked up about something what is it well, he,
1: uh, well, a couple of things. One, he's got a bill that would make initiative and referendum be based on Senate districts. Like you couldn't collect signatures from someone who's not from the same district as you. That, that, that would kill initiative right there. But also his, his Planned Parenthood attack. He has a bill that has 16 sections. 15 of those sections do nothing but just slag Planned Parenthood for using its freedom of speech. You know, because South Dakota passed this law forcing Planned Parenthood to read their doctors to read off propaganda from the legislature and false science. And so Planned Parenthood, to comply with that law, has a statement where they say to patients, hey, look, politicians in South Dakota make us tell you this, this, and this. It's wrong, but the law says we have to. Al doesn't like that. So he's writing this law that criticizes Planned Parenthood for doing that, but he doesn't do anything about it because he knows Planned Parenthood has every right to use its free speech and to call propaganda propaganda when Al forces them to do it. So yeah. it's just it's a time-wasting bill. It's more propaganda just to make certain Republicans look good for the election, for people who are going to vote on you know abortion issues alone.
0: Corey Heidelberger, he is a blogger at dakotafreepress.com, and he's going to be here, we hope, most Mondays about this time. And we'll be talking about the issues from his perspective. And just so people know, Pat Powers from... Dakota War College will be on on Wednesday, so he may have some things to say as well. But on those issues, uh, Corey, thank you very much for taking some time, and we'll talk to you again real soon.
1: Hey, thanks a lot. Look forward to more.
0: Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, Jody Schwann from Sioux Falls dot Business. That's on Information One Thousand KSOO. Four twenty-two on the Patrick Lally Show. Information One Thousand KSOO. And it has been entirely too long since we have had in studio with us Jody Schwan, who is the founder of Sioux Business. Jody, thanks for coming by on it. It's a beautiful day out there, isn't it?
3: I'll tell you what, the roads really were not that bad. This morning, I was a little cautious heading outside, but nope, sun's out, it's all good. And because it's been a while since we've talked, we have plenty to discuss.
0: We do. I, I was just looking through Business today, and I was like, that, 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 that. And it's a a constant stream. If people, we should always remind people, uh, I always assume that everybody knows what you do and who you are because that's just the way I assume. But tell people, SiouxFalls.Business uh, it's not SiouxFalls.Business.com.
3: Nope, just Sioux business. You got it right. And it is still fairly new. So if you've not heard of this, I wish you had. Mm-hmm. Many of you have, but um, certainly invite you to check it out or keep following us if you're not already. But it is just Uh We're a locally owned company. I started the business last March. And for you, the reader, the content is free. Um, it's online only. It's updated multiple times a day monday through friday and we like to think it's a lot of news you're not going to see anywhere else or not going to see anywhere else before you've heard it from us so um fortunately for me you know the the business community and the local economy just keep on ramping up there's plenty to cover Um, even in january i was surprised at how many new developments we were able to talk about and often January is when we see all the closures and we saw some Mm -hmm. Um, but probably for every closure we announced we had three new things in the works and that's just going to continue to ramp up here as we head towards spring
0: Um, and the one of the best ways to follow along is through social media Facebook get go to the Facebook page but you also have a newsletter that's outstanding so twice a week you get it in the email right
3: Right. It's called In the Know, which is kind of fun. So uh, that's the idea, to keep you in the know. You can go to the site, SiouxFalls.Business, as you said, no.com, to stop business. And it's right on the front page. All we need is your name and your email address, and we'll get you signed up for that e-newsletter that arrives Tuesday and Thursday. Like you said, we're on Facebook. We're approaching 8,000 followers, so that's really? pretty exciting for me. Yeah. yeah. So look us up on Facebook, Sioux Falls Business News. We're on Twitter, if you prefer that. We're Biz Sioux Falls. And um of course we've got the, the website going.
0: No, didn't I didn't I read in your recent message that you had the best month ever in January? We
3: did, which is surprising, right? Yeah. I know. Because like I said, I just I don't expect a lot of news and and in fairness, it really wasn't one big news story or, or a couple of big news stories that propelled us to that record total. It was just really nice, steady growth, which is exactly what I love to see. And uh, my theory is that uh, people were not on vacation; they were staying inside, mm-hmm. so it sort of lent itself to reading news. but hopefully once we get them in the habit, you know they 'll keep following us
0: yeah, but even you know when everybody it, it it seems like everybody I know is in Mexico, they're still following along on their phones um, they 're sitting funny. on the beach looking at their phone. these you poor know, people
3: uh, the newsletter that we mentioned um one of the things that tells me is where people opened the the email mm-hmm. and all it 'll say is united states or other countries and yes i have gotten (laughs) mexico i've gotten the caribbean a little central south america Mm -hmm. you feel a little jealous every time i see those but they're still reading
0: that's good as long as they keep in touch they're all you know if you're business people you can't just disconnect that's not possible
3: well no they're replying in some cases to the newsletter to me from mexico and oh my gosh
0: that's amazing um we are going to come right back after that lovely introduction and talk more about some big things that are coming up and have happened at Sioux Falls.Business. Stay tuned with Jody Schwann. This is The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 433 on The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we return to our conversation with Jody Schwann, founder of Sioux as I always say, nobody knows more about all of it. Oh, you take development, you know, just business stuff, retail, restaurants, everything that's going on. There may be somebody who knows more about one or knows a little bit. But, Jodi, you, uh, you've been following these things for how long now? How long have you been a business journalist?
3: Oh, let's do the math quick. Seven years.
0: Wow. Seven years. And before that, you were, of course, you worked for uh, uh, Dave Munson in the mayor's office, but then you were in TV for how long?
3: Um, I was in TV for four years before that, and I did some political and then some general assignment, a little bit of everything there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it's TV. That's what you do, right? My friends in the broadcast arts. I have to say, actually, now I have to say my friends in the visual broadcast arts. There you
3: go, because you're sort of, you know, crossed over here. Yeah, I know.
0: So we like to have Jody in from time to time to talk about all kinds of... uh, just issues that are going on from the the macro to the micro. Um, First of all, I want to touch on a few new openings. Josiah's downtown, that's a big deal, right?
3: Well, I stopped in there for coffee yesterday, so it was Sunday, about 9 a.m., and I thought, well, it's a Sunday, it's kind of early, you know, maybe I'll beat the the crowd that would Mm -hmm. probably be going after church, and it was just packed. Now, Sioux Falls loves a new restaurant, or in this case, a new location for a restaurant. Josiah's has a Great following anyway, Mm -hmm. Um, but wow, it's impressive. I didn't get to spend a lot of time there because I had to go to work. I know on a Sunday is kind of (laughs) sad, but I mean, I had to get to work, but they uh, have done a great job of transforming the historic building. It used to be the Eggy Transmission Shop um, on 12th Street west of Phillips Avenue, if you can picture what I am talking about. So Mm -hmm. you round the corner past the new Blarney Stone and Josiah's will be right there. They've got some outdoor seating already out front, which made me hopeful that (laughs) it won't be too long before we're able to use it. And then, obviously, uh, they're right by the pavilion in the New Washington Square. So there's really a little center of activity occurring right in that block. But Josiah's is bigger than you will remember. It has a separate space called um, Phillips Gathering Place for events, whether it's business meetings or social events. There's a little section of locally made products and there's a bigger menu so lots of things to check out at the new josiah's and of
0: course josiah is owned by uh former political operative steve hildebrand so you just never know who you're going to run into at josiah's right
3: exactly it's it's definitely a place where you know you're going to run into somebody there's lots of regulars and don't come in in your sweats they're off (laughs) phillips avenue well you can yeah you you know it's just you're going to be seen let's put it that way
0: yeah the the thing i actually like about that location is because of it's a it's a street it's actually an open street, but it's it doesn't go through it's one block of street, so it's really kind of like an alleyway there it's you know, got a really cool vibe to it
3: yeah, I could just picture some street parties there. It wouldn't yeah. be too difficult to close that road down because, like you said, it's not large, and it does have a cool vibe to it I sure.
0: can't believe what they've done there. I was in Eggie transmission when it was Eggie transmission, and to go in there now it is.
3: You, night can't, and day. You,
0: you would have sworn they just tore the place down right. and rebuilt it. So that's impressive. So have you
3: been in there since they reopened? I've
0: just pressed my face up against the glass.
3: Oh, okay. Well, the hours, so you know, are 6.30 in the morning until 5 at night. So you've got a wide get, range every day.
0: That's that's going to be one of my new hangouts. Mm-hmm. I already know it. Um, another quick uh, piece of news about Restaurant World. One, Beef O'Brady's died, but we knew that was going to happen. Season of closures. And, we, yep.
3: you know, we finished January 31st. Beef O'Brady's at 69 Western.
0: Bye. Bye. Um, uh, too bad i mean i feel bad for whoever was working there and all that but it's not too surprising but the they can probably go get jobs that at the whatever's going to go into brocco
3: they all probably have jobs already with yeah. the restaurant market in this town and yeah the big news to end the week last week brocco has a new tenant for the space so it is the vanguard hospitality group better known as the owners operators of minerva's downtown girl 26 and maury's steakhouse and maury's is a good example of i think what they will do with the former Brocco. Morey's, of course, was Foley's. Vanguard came in and took over. It's still a steakhouse. They mm-hmm. still have seafood like they did at Foley's. But I think they would tell you they believe that they elevated it, and they made mm-hmm. it something um, even more current, even more of a destination. And I think that's what they have in mind for the former Brocco. So there will be a new name. There will be a new menu. I don't know that there will be huge changes to the building itself, because they want to be open by spring, which doesn't oh, wow. leave a ton of time to go in and do any sort of major construction. But they're still working through those details. And uh, I think we'll be able to announce some uh, more concrete plans for that location here at uh, 57th and Western Bridges of 57th over by you. So I could see this being a uh, a new
0: yeah, it's outstanding. destination. very near it's like the Very near here. the station here, mm-hmm. on my way, so that's perfect. I can stop there on my bike.
3: Right, you could. You could easily bike there. So. I did that
0: with the old place, so I can do that with the new place. And the, a a Bronco, the old Brocco has a fabulous deck.
3: Yes, and for sure the deck is staying. Good. And, you know, I think it'll be fun to see what Vanguard does with that because this will be their first real outdoor dining opportunity. They mm-hmm. have a little bit at Minerva's, but this is a chance to really create a space unto itself with that patio.
0: Also, the thing I like about Maury's, has a fabulous bar the bar Maury's in Maury's has Maury's a, is cool you
3: can if i'm at morey's you generally can find me in the bar area i love it there they have some new menu items incidentally if you've not checked out morey's lately you've got to do it
0: that's cool and it's a it's a great spot over there you can catch a movie and then go to morey's um let's talk just a little bit about you had a story too about uh, uh, uh 41st and the new place east side or southeast if you live on the southeast side you know there's scarce retail and restaurant it's getting to be better the barrel open the barrels fantastic the attic um and then a little bit of retail but this is at 41st and sycamore what's going on there
3: more retail development so it's been fun to watch the southeast coming into its own i mean there's so much residential there now that the retail is going to follow where it's been a little tricky is we still don't have a lot of people working on the east side. So the restaurants find that lunch mm-hmm. can be challenging. Dinner's usually good, but lunch can be tough. Um, it's, it's going to improve. We've talked uh, on your program before about Highway 100 connecting to 90. That's going to help everybody all along um, this corridor. But in the meantime, 41st and Sycamore is maturing nicely, and Fairway made a big difference. Yep. You know, those grocery stores are such magnets for other retail. So We've seen lots of activity because of the fairway and that growing neighborhood. So now there's more retail planned, and this is just past the Casey's on the corner. Uh, actually, two retail buildings, good size. They can accommodate lots of good neighborhood services, smaller retailers. I'm sure they'd like to put some food in there. So that first one will break ground in the spring, and I'm sure they'll get some leasing going here shortly there. The one nearby that filled up fairly quickly is a good example of the demand, and that's where you had Marco's Pizza, mm-hmm. Cocoa Fit Club, so that kind of thing—fitness, mm-hmm. um, fast casual food, carryout type of food. Probably I'm not going to lie to you; there.
0: I go to Marco's Pizza. I've been there as well. <laughs> it's it's good pizza, it's pretty um, and yeah. it's very convenient. It's nice to have something out there. Um, we're going to come right back with Jody Schwan of Sioux Falls.business Business and talk a little bit more macro. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. That's coming up on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 445 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And we use uh, a little jam, Town Call Malice, to re, uh, restart our conversation here with Jody Schwan, founder of Sioux Falls.business. And uh, I said before the break, we're going to go macro. You uh, uh, started a new feature. You have a new partner uh, focusing on workforce development, which is a huge topic for us in this community. Uh, tell me about that, that new feature, that new partnership.
3: Yeah, the topic is something I hear from business leaders all the time. So this made sense um, when the Sioux Falls Development Foundation reached out and asked about working with us on some pieces. So really this is content that is designed to communicate best practices for workforce development so we want to highlight what's working and hopefully if we show what some businesses are doing effectively we can offer strategies to other businesses that might be struggling is our thought here so um, it'll be a few pieces every month we started out today um, with a Q&A with the workforce development manager who is championing a lot of this for the development foundation just kind of talking about what this is all about and then We'll follow up next week with a story we did out at Grand Prairie Foods, which is fascinating. I mean, first of all, it's just a very successful business story for and us. It's Grand Prairie
0: Foods, mm-hmm. right?
3: Yeah, and if the name isn't familiar, it's because you won't necessarily see it on products in your grocery store. You might; they do some of their own branded products, but they private label for major companies uh, whose names you would know. And where and is, and is this place? It's on um, at about Sixth in Cleveland. Okay, um, got so if you it. go Sixth in Cleveland, then head north a little bit, um, you'll run into it. So great success story, Uh, started with a handful of people um, when the current owners acquired it in 03. They now are at about 125 employees. And the really interesting theme from a workforce standpoint is that nearly all of their employees were born outside this country. So they're a great example of how you can work with new Americans um, to give them a terrific opportunity, professionally and personally, and then cultivate a really effective workforce for your own business. They have hardly any turnover. So um, some great strategies. Those are the types of stories that we're going to be sharing in partnership with the Development Foundation here going forward.
0: Um, Of course, that the, the topic of immigration is uh, at the top of everybody's mind these days and is actually a point of contention in peer right now. Um, do you get the sense that uh, business leaders in this community are not, if not overtly, and there has been some overt pushback, but more subtly pushing back against trying to tamp down this anti-immigrant message?
3: I do. I mean, I think increasingly they're very open to working Uh, with immigrants, with refugees. I mean, sometimes it's just they don't understand where to start or how to start. You know, it seems uh, intimidating or overwhelming because it's so different from the approach that they've taken with their staff to date. But they do understand that if they want to grow, um, they need to maximize the skills of everybody in the community. And in some cases, they do need to look outside of the community at who might be willing to move here. And, you know, let's face it, that's not the easiest value proposition to make sometimes to people that are too far outside of this area. We do a great job of drawing people from the smaller communities regionally, but it's still pretty rare to see people pick up and move from certainly larger metros to Sioux Falls.
0: Do you get any sense that um, business leaders are concerned about uh, Neil Tapio and his bills to really cut back on, we're talking about legal immigration here, not people pouring over the borders? but really pushing back on Lutheran Social Services and some of these other things to restrict immigration? Or is it they just watching and, and yeah, they're waiting? just watching.
3: I mean, I don't know that it's out there enough. I don't know that it is perceived as enough of a reality mm-hmm. for them to engage too much at this point. Yeah. Um, I do know, and this is maybe one example of it, but business leaders often are concerned with how the actions or even the discussions uh, in peer, reflect on us from a larger perception standpoint. You know, mm-hmm. um, when you start making the news outside of Sioux Falls and outside of South Dakota um, on issues such as this, um, that they're concerned with you know what that might make people think about Sioux Falls or South Dakota from outside of here.
0: As they're recruiting, even at the even, or this even isn't...
3: doing business yeah. here. You know, yeah. I mean, we have companies that do business worldwide. Um, and you know we don't make the national news very often for very many things, so um, those concerns are, are always out there. But you know, in this situation, I just really haven't heard much yet.
0: Interesting. And we are talking with Jody Schwann. She is founder of Sioux Falls That's online. Their website Sioux Falls Business No Dot Com. On all the social media, Facebook and Twitter. Um, the The other thing you just wrote about uh, is you know we we had a lot of uh ballyhooing coming out of 2017 about what a great year it was record construction everything but january was pretty darn good
3: yeah january was ahead of 17 january so if that tells you anything we could have another good year now it's always hard to tell you got to hit about mid-year i think before you can really tell how things are trending and even then you can have a big project coming in the fall that will tilt your year one way or the other but uh one thing i thought was interesting was there were seven uh projects permitted in january with values exceeding one million dollars
0: that's so a lot isn't it seems
3: like a lot to me and they were again were these diverse projects i mean there was an apartment project there was a tech called a tech ops center for mid-continent um, part of the gauge brothers location aldi at uh, 85th and minnesota mm-hmm. more apartments north star grill we talked about that one before new restaurant um, over by university center and then a commercial building not far from there at, at University Hills Village. So really good diversity of projects yet again, which we also saw in 2017.
0: Hey, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day speaking of uh, University Center um, with regard to the regions. And what is the timeline? Again, I know we've talked about this on the whole research area out by university center. What's going on? on I've
3: been hoping that we could bring you an update on that and it's just taking a little while, but I can tell you there's really good traction. So I'm excited to share what's happening out there. So you might remember last year they had a request out for a hotel proposal. Um, so they're working through that. I I do think the chances are good that you'll see a a hotel go there. Obviously it's a research park, so they're working with bioscience companies, um, range of things, okay, research, development, manufacturing, um, exciting stuff, and, and close to being able to talk about it. But then the whole concept for the Discovery District is what it's called, is this live-work area, um, which will include some commercial, too. Mm-hmm. So there are just lots of, of good moving pieces out there. I keep pushing for updates. I'm, I'm really hopeful here within the next couple of weeks, we'll be able to, to talk more substantively about that.
0: It's probably tougher than getting, you know, a Jimmy John's. stuff like that you know what i mean just a normal retail strip (laughs) you know
3: right convincing that startup that's about to scale to go into your research park as a brand new tenant yeah that's a little difficult but you know we have a good history and, and we've done a nice job of incubating a lot of these companies you know both at places like zeal as well as within our health systems so that when they are ready to take that next step at least they know us it's not like they're necessarily having to move their operation here
0: uh How's Zeal doing, by the way? You brought up Zeal.
3: Good. Yeah. I, again, I'm hopeful that it won't be too long before we can tell you who the next executive director is. So that's the next big news item coming from Zeal. But um, just continuing to have good momentum with a, a big range of companies. You and know, they're from an incubator,
0: that, essentially. Right.
3: From that one-person company that could really use the co-working space to that small company that really needs the flexible office space. Um there's good traction out there. They're starting to host the One Million Cups event once mm-hmm. a month, which I think will will get entrepreneurs out there. That's part of the challenge, mm-hmm. is they're out there by Southeast Tech. You're not necessarily driving by there. You maybe don't have a reason to go in and find out everything that there is available there. So I think One Million Cups will be a good partnership.
0: Really, long term, it really could be an exciting area out there, though, with Southeast Tech and with the University Center and with the Discovery uh, Zone. Discovery Zones, Discovery Center. Discovery District. Yes, there's
3: a lot of good ingredients out there. The foundation is definitely there. More and more
0: housing. It's going crazy. Uh, Anything else we need to be watching for, Jody? Give me me a little uh, glimpse. Give me a little something-something here that I can...
3: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Let's see. Um, Well, everybody loves retail. So, you know, we continue to pursue some new retail. Um, A few that... I can tease out a little bit. Um, East 10th Street continues to be a nice magnet for retail, so watch for some announcements coming cool. there. Um, 69th and Cliff could potentially have an interesting year if some development comes together, and then uh, got to keep watching that area around the Empire Mall.
0: Jody Schwan, she's founder of Sioux Jody, we got to get you in here sooner than this. We let too much time pass. We had too much to cover.
3: You let me know. All right, all on. right. Thank you.
0: Coming up, we're gonna finish up our day on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand K S O O. Four fifty eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand K S O O. Don't forget, everybody! Parrot Heads on the Prairie this Saturday. They've got their big shindig down at the Hilton Garden Inn downtown. a tropical party featuring rick lamb and the Finn addicts to benefit for Horsepower at the compass center and two wheelers at ParrotHeadsOfThePrairie.com. headsoftheprairie.com it's gonna be a good time come up tomorrow we got the common man this is the patrick lally show on information 1000 ksoo